Hello and welcome. Get ready for a new episode on Weight Loss Simplified, the must-listen-to podcast for women over 40 who are tired of struggling with their weight. Whether you've been stuck in the yo-yo diet cycle of gaining or losing the same 20 pounds for years, or have recently put on weight and just don't feel good in your own skin, it's time to put an end to the confusion and frustration and make weight loss simple. Learn how with weight loss expert Jennifer Powder, your host of this podcast. Hi and welcome. I am so glad you're here. This is the first episode of season one on the Weight Loss Simplified podcast and I'm Jen Powder. I'm going to be so excited to share with you what I have learned about weight loss, losing weight, keeping it off uh, on these podcast episodes and quite frankly, you know, while I'm totally glad that you're here, I also feel for you because chances are you're like me a long time ago when I carried extra weight and you're probably spending a lot of your time or your energy thinking about your weight, either stressing and obsessing about food. Um, you might be constantly searching for that next diet, the thing that's going to like make all the difference. And chances are you're feeling frustrated fatigued, and yet you still don't feel good in your body. So if you resonate with any of those things, then please know you are in the right place. You're going to learn more about me and my story as you tune into these episodes, but I want to dive right into it today because, you know, I've written two books on this subject. They're best-selling books. And the reason that I wrote them is the dieting industry has made it, we've convinced ourselves as women that losing weight is so hard. And if you are over 40, over 50, over 60, or even over 70, and you have been dieting for years or decades, then chances are you've also got this belief that says losing weight is hard. And if losing weight is hard, then you know what's even harder? Knowing how to keep the weight off. Today, we want to dive into really the hows and the whys of dieting, why we do it, how we do it, all the different things that are out there right now, and really understand that as we consistently engage in these chronic patterns of restriction and deprivation and depriving ourselves of foods or things that you want and how it affects you emotionally, that actually these patterns of behavior create habits and those habits become part of our almost identity as we go about life. And ultimately, these are the things that set women up for weight loss failure. Why? Well, because most of my clients, when they come to me, they describe themselves as either on a diet or off the diet. So they're either on the wagon or off the wagon. And my goal is to help you understand that as long as we think of being on a quote unquote dieting wagon, then there's always going to be the potential for failure. We need to literally step one is to stop thinking it as, of this journey as an on off thing, because when you're on it, you're going to get the result. When you stop it or you quote unquote fall off it, then the results are going to go. And what that looks like is the pounds come right back onto your body. And every time that happens, it's like the psychological damage and all of the self-loathing and the thoughts that we start to think about ourselves as women become this nasty, mean chatter uh, inside your head. And the problem is, is the more that you listen to that mean chatter, the more that you start to believe it, the more that you start to believe that 
you're a failure. What I say to so, I mean, I talk to women every single day. And what I stress over and over and over again is you're absolutely not a failure. It's just that the way that you've gone about trying to lose weight, the diets you've tried, the tactics, maybe the cleanses, um, anything that you've tried, those things have set you up for failure so that you can become a repeat customer. The diet industry is a 70 billion, you know, recession proof industry because it offers us in the marketing that the dieting industry can, can, can give to women. It's so sexy, right? It promises these fast miracle cures where, you know, you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days, or you can uh, get your pre pregnancy body back, you know, in 10 days or 14 days to a slimmer you, um, just eat this, drink this, take this supplement, drink this shake. And we buy into it. Why? Well, because I firsthand know that when I was at my heaviest, I literally felt willing to do anything. There was like this desperation that existed inside my psyche where I literally could not stand what it felt like to go through my day as an overweight woman. And we got to understand that it's so much more than just about the food. Yes, it's about the food. But in the work that I do with my clients, it's about the way we think about the food, the way we feel about ourselves, the, the level of fatigue and stress that we're living with. And, and at some point you have to go, okay, what I've been doing is just not working for me. I'm ready and willing to take a different approach. So hopefully that's why you're here. You want to learn, you want to grow, and you ultimately want to see some change happen, both uh, from the voices in your head that tell you mean things about yourself to what you see when you stand on the scale. And you want to create a healthier, stronger, uh, more resilient version of you. So perfect. You're in the right place. Now, what I want to get clear right off the get-go with you is listen. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you still want to lose weight. Like somehow in this culture, it's like you're either shamed for wanting to lose weight and you're moving into trying to accept your body, but yet it just doesn't feel like the right body for you to live in to people who think that it's um, too vain to worry about losing weight and you should just be happy the way you are. What I know is that the women who um, want to lose weight, you sometimes need permission to be told it's okay. I get it. It's totally okay to want to feel better, to be healthier, to have more energy, to want to feel better in your clothes, have more confidence, uh, not push your partner's, you know, hands away when they come onto your body and they want to touch you. Um, it's okay. I think that this is a really important thing. And if you have been stuck in any kind of yo-yo dieting cycle or chronic dieting pattern, we forget that what we want is actually possible. What we get so used to is the losing 10 pounds, gaining 15, losing 20 pounds, gaining 30. And then the sort of yo-yo mentality that comes along with that is this, I'm good, I'm bad. Uh, I'm right if I'm doing this, I'm wrong if I'm doing that. And the shame that accompanies so many women's experiences as they try to create a weight loss journey for themselves um, is horrendous. And it's not just shame, it's humiliation, it's embarrassment, it's a sense of feeling like a failure. And 
at some point we start to lose hope or my clients anyways, come to me saying, you know, I don't even know if this is possible for me anymore. Well, the good news is, is, you know, I've worked with thousands of women now in every age and range uh, and stage of life. Uh, right now, my youngest client is 42 and my oldest client is 78. Can you believe it? And at 78, she said to me, if I'm going to live possibly another 20 years because I've got great genetics, then I need to be able to have a different experience of my life. I need a different body to live my life in. Uh, that 78-year-old woman has gone on to lose 20 pounds, which um, to her feels like a miracle. And to me, it's just the combination of understanding the science of fat metabolism, but really, truly understanding the psychology of behavior change, what it actually takes. And that's my um, hope for you is that, you know, the focus is often on the physiology, right? The foods, the permission foods, the foods you do get to have, the foods you don't get to have, except again, you know that there's got to be something else going on because if it was all about just controlling what we ate, then weight loss would be easy. It's the behaviors, you know, the behaviors are influenced by what we think and how we feel about ourselves. And so until we get into the nitty gritty of weight loss and what a permanent weight loss re requires, chances are you'll end up yo-yo dieting uh, for a really long time. And that's not what you want. So there's a difference between losing weight only to quickly regain it again and losing weight in a way that will be permanently sustainable. And this is where I just want to share a story with you. So uh, I used to run live events and these events were amazing. They would be filled with about a hundred women in the room who were coming to attend a two-day weight loss seminar. And I'll never forget Sonia. Sonia came to my very first event and she was dressed in black. She was short, uh, probably you know, late forties. And she just stood out to me. Her eyes were bright blue. Um, she didn't look at me with any warmth or a smile or anything, but she came with a friend and boy, when she laughed, her eyes just lit up and she sparkled. And then she would almost shut down just as quickly. And when Sonia asked a question, it was the most profound question I had been asked. She said, what's it going to require for me as a single mother who has to work 60 hours a week to put food on the table and create the lifestyle that I want for myself when I've already just been diagnosed with diabetes and put on to a diabetes medication, when I've tried every single thing out there, including doing Bernstein, where you know, she told me that she'd lost 30 pounds and then put on 50, but she kept going back to it uh, in her 30s. She had been on and off Weight Watchers numerous, you know, numerous times. She's like, tell me, what am I going to learn this weekend that's going to be oh so different than anything else a diet has already taught me? Well, essentially, that's what's going to unfold in this podcast. The absolute fundamentals of clearing away the weight loss myths, of reigniting your own hope and motivation about what's possible for you, and about understanding that weight loss cannot just be about the weight lost. It cannot just be about white knuckling your way uh, on a diet so that you can stay on the wagon. It has to be at the deepest level about you becoming willing to renegotiate the relationship that you have with food and more importantly, the relationship you have with yourself so that ultimately you can create a lifestyle 
that you have some freedom with, some fun with, some joy and pleasure with, and you don't feel bound and constricted by the rigidity of some sort of crappy dieting tactic that never actually gets you to your goal. That's really where the mental work comes in. I often say that weight loss isn't, well, I'm going to say probably here in this podcast a million times, weight loss isn't so much about you know, the, the food, it's about the emotional resilience that we need to cultivate in our life in order to handle the stresses, the curveballs, the life storms, the emotional tsunamis that we all go through without turning to food and or booze as our acceptable or habitual coping mechanism. If that's all we're doing every single time life gets hard or there's a holiday or a celebration or a birthday or an anniversary or, or any of these things where we create and give ourselves permission to overeat and overdrink. Well, then you're always going to have a fairly uh, justified reason of why your diets aren't working of why you can't lose the weight. And then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you keep doing more of the same, you justify and rationalize. And it's funny because almost it's like the smarter we get as women, the more we buy into our own excuses. And probably you've got some evidence of this, whether it's this week or last week. I mean, just take a good hard look right now and go, okay, what did you, how did you wake up on Monday morning? Did you wake up full of resolve and commitment and say, okay, I'm going to be on the wagon this week. Like I am going to be a hundred percent committed and Monday you do great. And the Tuesday you, you do pretty good, but you're starting to have those like feelings of deprivation. And on Wednesday, oh man, you know, kids are busy. You've got some stress at work. You just had a fight with your partner. And by Thursday, you're starting to think, oh no, this like the self-doubt is creeping in. It's like you're at work or you're out for a walk and you can start to feel your commitment wane. And then the chatter in your head starts and you start to think, you know what? I'm a good person. I deserve to be happy. You know what? This has just been a really hard week. I, I, you know what, I deserve to have the wine tonight. I'm going to have the wine tonight because you know what, oh, this is just too hard. This isn't worth it. This probably isn't going to work anyways. So I'm just going to say, forget it right now. And you know what, I'm just going to start again on Monday. Have you ever done that? I know I did. I was chasing Mondays like <laughs> no one's business because I didn't know how to handle the energetic drain and the stresses and all of the things that triggered me to go and soothe and numb and seek comfort with food. Now, quite frankly, if you had asked me, you know, 10 years ago, if I was an emotional eater, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. I would have said no, because in actuality, you know, I ate really well. I was, I was educated about food. I had been an athlete in my twenties. Uh, I thought that we ate pretty healthy. I had two kids to feed healthy meals to, and in many ways, I was right. My main meals were healthy. What I did not take into account was all of the snacking and grazing and mindless munching and uh, liquid calories, whether they be from lattes or juice or for me, red wine. I just didn't understand the impact of what I was doing. And so let's go back to the lifestyle piece here. When I'm talking about a lifestyle, I'm talking about the way that you lose weight needs to be the same way that you want to live once you've lost the weight. So a lot of my clients will come to me and um, they've either been doing something with shakes and bars and supplements and it worked. 
they would have their two bars and two shakes a day and maybe eat a small meal, except they, and it would say things like, I just don't know, this isn't sustainable. I can't go out for dinner. I'm eating different food than my family. I'm tired of eating shakes and drinks. I can't fit this in when I'm traveling, right? All of a sudden their lifestyle began to be impacted. Sure. They were able to do it for 15 days or 30 days. I had a client who did it for 45 days in a row, but then she knew that she was like losing weight, but she felt awful in her body. She didn't have energy. She was developing these like crazy irrational fears around food. And so ultimately it was unsustainable. Same with Bernstein. Um, in Canada, we have this program. It's medically supervised where you get put onto a very ultra low calorie diet, and then you get these injections and you go and you do your daily or weekly weigh-ins. You're living off of eight, you know, five to 800 calories. Of course, you're going to lose weight like a hundred percent. But if you're like my other client, Nancy, she lost her hair, her nails became brittle. Um, she started to have gastric distress and eventually she was so weak. Like she became so energetically depleted. Her doctor made her stop, but she was chasing the weight loss, not the lifestyle she needed to create after it. Now, most women are either on a diet to lose weight or they're like, well, I don't know what else to do. Like if I'm not on a diet, how do I lose weight? And that's the, you know, I'm going to drive home this principle over and over in weight loss simplified. We create a lifestyle, right? That's the beauty of this is we have to reconcile your metabolic budget, which means your metabolic reality, your metabolism is something that we'll talk about this in future episodes. Cause I'll go into some of the biggest weight loss myths that are out there, but let's just set the record straight here. Your metabolism is basically the furnace. It's the engine of your body. You're like a car that requires fuel. The bigger the vehicle, the more fuel it requires. Well, women, we're little, we're little. We require less energy than we think we do. And often we just don't understand the impact of what we're putting in our body. And so we start to take our frustration off, our frustration out on ourselves by saying things like, clearly we have no willpower, clearly we have no discipline or commitment. And those things could not be further from the truth. The goal is that we start to understand your body and food and when and where and why and how you use booze, if that's a part of your lifestyle. And then you start to understand the difference between being a well-nourished woman, a woman who is getting the right amount of of food in a day so that you have the right amount of micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals that your body needs to thrive. And we differentiate being a well-nourished woman who understands her body and understands food from a woman who is desperate for weight loss and will do anything at any cost to get it. That woman will experience frustration, energy depletion, um, self-loathing. Uh, it'll become too hard. It'll become too um, too much to become sustainable. It'll be something that you start and you stop. I have lots of people who come to me who um, start and stop keto, for instance. They like go hardcore keto and they lose a bunch of weight. And then eventually they're like, yeah, but I want the wine. And then, oh my gosh, I had the wine and the wine led to crackers. And then I had the crackers and I thought, well, well, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, I've already lost so much weight. So I'm going to keep eating some of these like carbs and I'm going to keep my fat content really high as well. And slowly but surely they're in this quasi keto lifestyle that's just not working for them. So let's get you uh, on the path to really understanding what is going to work for you.
one where you're, you know, living like how I do, maybe this is a good time to actually share with you a bit about my story. So if you're just getting to know me, um, what you don't know, so sure, I'm a weight loss expert now. Um, I've helped thousands of women learn how to create an incredible weight loss transformation while eating weird, you know, normal food, not weird supplements or um, doing anything weird to achieve their weight loss. And that is why my clients are so successful at keeping the weight off for uh, years after they've lost it. And it's like me, I lost uh, over 40 pounds 10 years ago. And I've not regained a pound while having complete food freedom. So let's just back it up for a minute. You know, um, I was really active in my twenties. I, I was an athlete, a marathoner. I was in school, um, in exercise physiology. I actually did my master's in that program. And I really knew a lot about food and the body and how to, how to train well, how to nourish myself and never really worried about my weight. I was probably like so many women back then who always thought that I had five or 10 pounds to lose. But boy, when I look at those pictures now, um, yeah, no, I was just fine. In fact, I look great. Maybe you feel the same way when you look back at pictures of yourself. And uh, then I got married and I had a couple of kids and boy, no one told me how busy it got. And I have to share, you know, it was just this real long, slow, steady, um, falling away of myself being on my own priority list. I very much believe that in order to be a good wife and a good mother that I needed to take care of everybody else first. And then maybe, oh, maybe I might have some energy left to take care of me. Well, the truth is I didn't. And, um, as I became more wrapped up in these roles of my life and getting value from being good at those things, I forgot more and more and more about myself and how to take care of myself. And pretty soon I was living in a body that was, you know, 40 pounds overweight on my five foot six frame. And I was down to one pair of stretchy Lululemon pants that I called my fat pants and I hated getting dressed in the mornings. My hand was, would, I would wake up and my hands would travel around my body and I would squeeze my fat on my tummy and my thighs. And before I would even take that first step out of bed, I just was engaged in this shaming self-loathing conversation of what's wrong with me. Like, God, oh, Jen, you know better. How come you're not doing better? And I would make these promises to myself about, okay, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink this. And you know, as, uh, as life has it, the days would be hard. The hard days would pile on top of each other. And then pretty soon I'd be like, screw it. I just don't care. Except I did care. I cared deeply because being overweight for me was impacting so many areas of my life. It was like the bigger I got, the smaller I wanted to shrink and hide behind people and things and not go out and not be seen and not be in photos. God, I hardly have any photos of my kids and I at that point in my life. And that makes me sad now. But really at the end of the day, I lost my voice. You know, that weight gain and the lack of confidence and the plummeting of my own self-esteem. It really, I was living as a fragmented version of myself and I didn't understand why I was going through that. I, you know, I didn't understand what the, why I was walking that journey. And I have to tell you that now working with the women that I do, I'm so grateful. I've had the experience of being overweight 
of feeling how uncomfortable it is to go clothes shopping or get dressed or to try to accessorize perfectly so that no one would notice my weight gain. And um, I'd have to deal with my shame of how I'd let myself go when I'd run into people that I hadn't seen for a long time. And um, because all the knowledge in the world can't replace the experience of having only one pair of pants to slip on. Well, after um, a, a very low moment in my life, I decided to change. I believed at that point exercising was the most important thing I could do to lose weight. And I pretty much like literally ran myself into the ground. Uh, all sorts of health problems cropped up. And I had this moment where I realized that if I wanted to create change, I really did need to do it differently than all of these tactics that were out there that just weren't working for me. And I also realized that there was a lot more going on for me emotionally than I'd been willing to admit to myself. You see, at the end of the day, when it was quiet and the kids were in bed and I was alone with my then husband, we were married, but I was so lonely in that marriage. I, I didn't know how to find connection in it. And so I found connection and companionship and chocolate. Like the chocolate chips were always there for me. The red wine was like this treat for getting through the end of the day. So I'd tell myself I'd just have a little handful in one class, except one became two, two sometimes became three. And then I'd be holding that glass of red wine and a handful of chocolate in my hand. I totally remember thinking, I just don't understand why I can't lose this weight. So when you want to lose weight and keep it off permanently, you have to have a willingness of spirit to really deeply understand that it's not just a physical transformation that needs to happen. There's an emotional one that needs to happen at the same time. It's important to understand that because the truth is if we're constantly trying to fill the voids that we have in life with food or with alcohol, then we're never going to be able to get to that ideal weight and feel great in our bodies because there's always going to be something that comes up. And so this is how I want to help you understand how to simplify the weight loss podcast I, or <laughs> that podcast, not podcast journey. I want to simplify the weight loss journey for you so that you don't put your energy on the wrong things and then have no energy left to put it where the focus actually needs to go. 10 years ago, I lost that 40 pounds. I did it in a very normal, healthy way. It wasn't always easy, but being on a diet and feeling restricted and deprived and feeling like crap every day about needing to get dry, that's not easy either. So we need to realize that every day we're expending energy. We're either going to expend the energy on staying stuck in a body we don't love, feeling crappy about ourselves, engaged in horrendous dialogue of negative self-chatter, or we're going to spend our energy on creating the change that we want in our lives, the change that we want in our bodies. Both are hard. You just eventually have to decide to choose which hard you want to experience more often. My goal for you is that by listening to what I have to say in these episodes to come is that you create the transformation that you desire for yourself as well. If you already know that what I'm talking about sounds good for you, that you want that, you're curious about, you know, you kind of know the, the truth that if you haven't done it on your, you know, if you haven't done it yet on your own by now, you probably won't. You know, for me back then, 
I needed help to do what I wanted to do. Even though I was a trainer, I hired a trainer. Even though I was a life coach, I hired a life coach because I was giving so much energy to the other people and demands in my life. I felt like I had no energy left for myself and I had to have people pour into me so I could learn how to stay accountable to myself again. I had to learn how to stay committed to my commitments. My hunch is you probably need to learn some of those same things too. So listen, if you know you're at a place in your life where you want help and you're curious about working together so you can finally learn how to lose the weight for good, well then take an action step now and go to www.jenniferpowder.com forward slash apply and complete the application. My team and I will be in touch if we think you're a good fit and if I think I can help you. But until then, or if you don't, if you're not in that place right now, then make sure you tune back in to episode two, because I'm going to break it down in terms of why women have this belief system that losing weight becomes so hard after 40. And I'm going to share with you some of the reasons that it's true, but most of the reasons of why it's not true at all. So till then, um, I look forward to having you back on and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Weight Loss Simplified podcast. If you loved today's show, share it with a friend and then go to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. To access additional free weight loss resources, head on over to www.jenniferpowder.com. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.